Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the In the Mood for Fantasy Football podcast, a pro football network show that keeps you up to date on the current NFL news and how to adjust your lineups on a weekly basis with start, set, waiver wire, and draft advice. I'm Eric Moody. You can follow me on Twitter at Eric N. Moody. And my co-host is Tommy Garrett, who you can follow at Tommy Garrett PFN. We've got a great show planned for you for this episode. It is all about the waiver wire as we enter week three. But before Tommy and I dive into that, let me tell you about Monkey Knife Fight. New users receive a free $5 NFL player prop contest and a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code PFN. So Tommy, before we dive in, how are things going in your world? They're good. Uh, it's the season keeps moving. Uh, I know it's definitely turning to fall here, which for me, I mean, it's my favorite time of year with college oh, football, yes. and NFL, and everything going on. So it's it definitely feels like the NFL season's finally here, and it's we're starting to see some great games. I mean, you really can't complain with the play we've seen on the field for these past two weeks, and even in these primetime games, have been fantastic. So hoping mm-hmm. for another great week this weekend. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, fall is my uh, favorite time of the year. As I jokingly say, being here in Texas, unfortunately, we don't have a lot of time to see the leaves change. It just kind of goes from being really hot to not so hot, and boom, winter's yeah. here. But, you know, I do miss that time growing up in, uh, in Alabama and then Louisiana, just kind of seeing the, the seasons change. But I digress. I know everyone is here to talk about the waiver wire. So let's start off at the quarterback position, Tommy. Who are you prioritizing this week as you attack the wire? I th- is it time we start putting some respect on Derek Carr's name? Uh, it's because yeah. he's kind of been sensational so far. Uh, throughout the two games he's played, he's completed over uh, 62 of his 93 passes for 817 yards with four touchdowns and interception. For as much as we talk and are fawning over Kyler Murray, he's actually beating Kyler Murray by almost 130 passing yards. That's just in two games. Mm-hmm. And doing it with where you have Kyler where he's got, you know, A.J. Green, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondell Moore, Christian Kirk. I mean, this whole litany of players. I mean, it's hard for a lot of people unless you're really plugged in to name two receivers on the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, I mean, that he had that sensational deep hit to um, Henry Ruggs. You've got Brian Edwards, who's starting to kind of show some show some progression after missing pretty much all of last year. And he's got Darren Waller, who's still on pace to lead the NFL in targets for the next 86 years. Um, but Derek Carr right now, I think you kind of have to consider him to be another solid play this week. And if he is, he's going to sneak into low-end QB1, high-end QB2 upside every single week. Yeah, no, I do agree with you there. You know, Carr has continued to be criminally underrated. Even if you look yeah. at Derek Carr, you know, like from 2018 to 2020, 
I mean, he's averaged 18.6 fantasy points per game, and he's also finishes a QB2 in 75% yeah. of them. Again, underrated, underrated. Yeah, and this week he's taking on the Miami Dolphins, who are absolutely struggling and looking more close, closer to a team who's going to have a top five pick, the one that they thought was going to be playing in the playoffs this year. They just got 80, they had 35 points hung on them by the Buffalo Bills. I mean, it's not a defense that I think we're going to fear right now. So, I, yeah, Derek Carr just makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, and, you know, he's most likely readily available, like in a yep. uh, high number of leagues. Now, for, for my recommendation, uh, I'm not sure his uh, you know ownership percentage in different formats, but if he's out there, you know please consider you know uh, prioritizing Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know he had a really productive NFL offseason. Unfortunately, it wasn't negatively impacted by COVID-19 as it was the previous year. You know he's got that dual threat ability that many covet in fantasy football. Now, if you look at Jones, you know again through two games, I'm like he's accumulated 516 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, 122 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns as well he's got uh, a great supporting cast you know he's got sterling shepherd there saquon barkley you know darius slayton and we're still waiting for him to become calibrated with uh, kenny galladay i know they missed a lot yep. of time uh, together during the training camp and preseason and so that's still another avenue uh that he can go down as the season progresses but when and he's he combined, also getting yeah. uh evan ingram back this week yeah, very, very true. You know, we'll see, you know, see if he brings something to the table because, you know, Kyle Rudolph and, you know, the other tight ends that they have on the roster really haven't done much. So if he's healthy, you know, again, that's another uh, weapon. So when you combine, I would say all those different factors and you look at the Giants upcoming schedule, um, like Daniel Jones is going to be in the streaming QB1 conversation for many weeks. Uh, you, they've got the Falcons, Saints, you know, Cowboys, Rams, Panthers, Chiefs and Raiders before going into their bye week. So if he's available, I would prioritize uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, anyone else you'd like to add, Tommy? Uh, I think one more to consider, at least for this mm-hmm. week alone, will be Sam mm-hmm. Darnold. Um, the Carolina Panthers is probably going to see a name you pop up throughout our articles throughout the rest of this week because they play mm-hmm. on Thursday night against the Houston Texans, a yeah. Texans team that is not going to have Tyrod Taylor with Davis Mills um, mm-hmm. at quarterback. So I think Sam Darnold, given what he has on his team, I mean, as of right now, you ought to go ahead and sign up Matt Rule and Joe Brady for the next Ghostbusters movie because they've been able to get rid of all the ghosts that Sam Darnold ever saw in his career past. Uh, when you have this type of talent on his team with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Chris McCaffrey, Terrace Marshall, like, He's set up to succeed so long as he just puts the ball in the correct place. Right now, he's doing that, and I think he has a very good chance to have a solid week this week in on Thursday Night Football. Yeah, no, totally, totally agree with you there. And uh, I know you mentioned about the schedule. You know, they get the Texans this week, uh, yep. followed by the Cowboys, Eagles, and Vikings. So, again, another another quarterback that's going to be on the streaming radar. And then also, too, you know, they, you know, they face the Falcons twice. And that's going to be later in the season. So, again, Darnold is going to continue to exceed our expectations. So, hey, all really great names. You know, keep on your radar. You know, if you're in need of a quarterback or just looking for another quarterback to pair, you know, if you can have an effective streaming strategy, we gave you some great recommendations. Moving on, we've got the running back position. I'm going to pass the baton back to you, Tommy. Who are you going with this week? I I think the first one you've got to check, it's probably unlikely he's out there, but just do your due diligence. Check and see if Tony Pollard is out there. Um, because even in the week where Ezekiel Elliott was fully healthy, Tony Pollard looked like the better running back. 13 carries, 109 total yards, and a mm-hmm. touchdown. That was with Zeke actually getting over 19, oh, getting 18 touches in a game. So like I said, he's probably already rostered. But I would make sure, especially for like in a 10-team league, see if yeah. Tony Pollard is out there. He's worth a, a stash right now. It'll be mm-hmm. a, a split back because you're giving Zeke all this money. You're not going to stop using him, obviously. Yeah. But if he's going to get uses like this, he's going to see flex production. Um one I would consider, actually, because it's Mike Davis is not looking so hot, and this guy has mm-hmm. dual flexibility in his position. 
That's Cordell Patterson. Yes. It's kind of surprising how well he's been. Um, mm-hmm. Look, he's had like 14 carries for 100, uh, 130 yards and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, then you're also seeing the work he's getting in the receiving game. He's getting red zone touches. It's kind of hard to ignore. I mean, even going up in a very tough matchup against the Buccaneers, he looked like the better running back. Uh, we all, Mike Davis is uncertain, is undoubtedly going to get the majority of the touches. We don't doubt that at all. It's, mm-hmm. But if you're going to get those PPR kind of looks towards Cordero Patterson, they kind of move him around in that offense to try to get him in a more advantageous matchup. I think it's worth considering out there Cordero Patterson, which is something we haven't said in quite a few years. Yeah, no, I agree with you on uh, on Patterson, and he uh, for this game, you know, for week two, and he ended up with more, uh, you know, red zone, you know, yeah. snaps, you know, targets, etc., you know, than uh, the Mike Davis. So it will be something uh, interesting to watch to see how that develops. And totally agree with you on uh, on Tony Pollard. You know, even going into uh, before this season, you know, he already had four RB one finishes on his resume. You know, an mm-hmm. average zero point eight four fantasy points per opportunity with limited snaps, and just it's funny. You know, I was watching the game with my uh, son Noah, and and I'm just like who do you think looks like more athletic who looks faster he's like Pollard looks faster than Zeke and I'm like absolutely yeah. you know if a Ain't nine-year-old wrong. can see that I'm like you yep. gotta go land him if he's if he's available right yeah absolutely <laughs> yeah and so I would say another name for me you know at running back uh, if he's available is uh, Michael Carter I know he finished with 13 touches for 88 yards against the Patriots I know it's a crowded backfield you got Ty Johnson there you got Tevin Coleman uh, but Carter you know has the highest upside in my opinion and he was mm-hmm. solid in college at the University of North Carolina now I know you know his production last year, his last collegiate season, I would say, was overshadowed by Javante Williams. You know both of those guys are studs, but Carter, you know he's obviously very gifted. It's one of those scenarios for where I think his value could continue to increase and he could become a potential dif- difference maker. I would say as the yep. season progresses, and so if he's available, he's someone that I would stash. Now I know what you may be thinking: he's going up against the Broncos this week. No, that matchup is less than ideal, uh, but he's obviously worth you know rostering or even using potentially this week in deeper formats. But the Jets do face the Titans and Falcons uh, after this week, you know, before heading into their uh, Week Six bye. So again, Carter, you go ahead and land him, stash him if you can. You want to throw another name out there, Tommy, before we go to the wide receiver position. I think one you're going to see a lot of people spending their their fab money on is going to be Sony Michelle, mm-hmm. given that we have the rib injury to Darrell Henderson. But at the same time. Mm-hmm temper expectations if you're going out there spending a lot of fab on him because it's not a great matchup going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers it's Mm -hmm. Henderson has not been ruled out it's pretty much more of like a pain management issue for him Mm -hmm. um look they have really good shots in the NFL um they can kind of make that go away for a little bit at least for a game so you're going to probably see Sony Michelle get a little bit more run he's going to be pretty attractive thinking that you might be getting the the lead guy in a very potent Rams offense but given the matchup I would be cautious of going out there and blowing all your fab like you did maybe last week with an Eliza Mitchell, who I think has mm-hmm. far more upside and would be and is the RB one on that team. Where even if you get one week of sixty forty split for Sony Michelle, he's going to revert back to the RB two eventually, and he hasn't really seen much looks this uh, so far this year. So I would be cautious on him. Yeah, no, again, very great insight. You know, I agree with you there. I guess moving on to the uh, wide receiver position, I'll go ahead and kick us off. I'm sure this is a name that uh, we're both very high on what ended up being the Rondell Moore. <laughs> it's like, it's like this guy, he, he went in the boss mode uh, form against the Vikings. Uh, he drew a team high eight targets for 114 yards and a touchdown. I view Moore, he's, he's definitely on the wide receiver three radar. Uh, he's got that upside like each week. 
Yeah. Uh, the rapport, you know, with Kyler Murray and uh, and more, it's only going to get stronger as the season progresses. The Cardinals, I know they faced the Jaguars uh, this week, you know, followed by the Rams, uh, 49ers. You've got week six and seven that are really attractive. You know, they got the Browns and Texans. Uh, it's also, too, if you want to look ahead, you know, you always want to have those players that could be potential difference makers as you approach the fantasy football playoffs. And to bring all that together for someone like Moore, um, the Cardinals face the Lions, Colts, and Cowboys if you look ahead, like from weeks 15 through 17. So, again, this is a player that can be a league winner, and he may be available or underlooked in a lot of leagues because a lot of fantasy managers out there may be looking at, you know, the Cardinals receivers and they see, you know, kind of A.J. Green, you know, that's there and thinking, oh, that's A.J. Green. Do I really need to prioritize this Rondell Moore guy? Don't make that mistake. Go ahead and land more this week if available. Look, you, you're hitting my soft spots because uh, I, I love Rondell Moore. I have yeah. since his time in Purdue, since he was a freshman, just lit up Ohio State, which for, for me brings a lot of joy to my heart. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, watching him go off, it's it was a matter of time. Like He fits perfectly in this offense. He gets thrown around all over the field, and he could not have been more wide open on that, that 74-yard touchdown pass. I know, like, right? <laughs> you, like, insert your height joke here is the best way to say on that one. Like, the defense just totally didn't see him. Uh, but yeah, Rondo Moore. I mean, he has he has everything you're wanting for in an upside play, and he's not just a waiver wire play. He's going to be a weekly starter uh, yeah. in this offense with the way Kyler Murray is playing. That's that's very hard to find on the waiver wire. So I love him. Um, one guy who I'd also bring up is it's quick for managers to all of a sudden say, "Hey, look, this guy. We thought he was a breakout, and then a couple bad games or a couple lower games that doesn't meet expectations. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you stop forgetting about him. That's going to be Darnell Mooney." Yeah. Um, We've talked at, at nauseum this whole offseason about Darnell Mooney. Well, last week he ended up actually leading the Bears in targets, had 66 yards, caught six of his passes um, in their win over the Bengals. We know Andy Dalton is dealing with what's called a, a apparently a knee bruise or a bone bruise at this point, which is a lot better than what we feared. It might have been something major with his ACL or whatever. Um, yeah. And that means we're going to end up getting Justin Fields. Now, granted, Matt Nagy has already came out and said that, just, that Andy Dalton will be the starter again when he is healthy. <laughs> but if Justin Fields goes out there and balls out, you're going to have a hard time sitting here telling me and then every single person surrounding you in Soldier Field that Justin Fields is not the answer at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think we all know that it is. It's a matter of time until they finally get out of the way and let this kid shine. Um, he's going to have his rookie moments, but it's the upside that he brings with his mobility to extend a play outside the pocket and someone like Darnell Mooney, who we know can roast a cornerback if he needs yes. to. We saw what happened last year with Jalen Ramsey. On those broken or extended plays, Mooney has the ability to all of a sudden get wide open in a zone, get that ball, and then take off if he needs to. Um, so mm-hmm. Darnell Mooney, for me, just because he hasn't met expectations and been that breakout right out of the gates, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean he's not going to later on. So I really like Darnell Mooney. Uh, we talk about the matchups coming up. He does have Cleveland, and then he has Detroit coming up in his next two games, uh, mm-hmm. which you kind of love to see those. Yeah, no, absolutely. Another good name. If he's out there, and it's likely that he is, go ahead and land uh, Mooney. I'll throw yep. some other names out there, and then we'll uh, close out the show on a tight end and uh, you know defense you know, to stream this week or acquire. But some other wide receiver names, if available, I'm sure you and I both align. You know, Henry Ruggs, if he's out there with the way Derek Carr is playing, go ahead and land him. Yes. Uh, Tim Patrick's another one. I know we talked a lot about him last week. We're very high on him. Uh, he's really established. Study. Yeah, I know. He's he's the number two guy. So if he's out there, you know, he could be undervalued and overlooked. Land him. The last name I'll throw out there is KJ Osborne. Uh, yep. Like him quite a bit. Had him in a number of DFS lineups on Sunday. You know, very happy with the results considering his salary there. And so if he's out there, 
you know, go ahead and land him as well. I think he's on that wide wide receiver four radar. So I'll go back to you, Tommy, for the tight end position. Tell me one name that you really like this week on the waiver wire. Do you know how difficult that is? I I know. I know it is. I've got one name, but I'm not excited about it. (laughs) No, I'm not excited about any of them. I mean, every year we sit here and say, hey, look, you know, you can wait on tight end. You'll find some out there. No, you're not. Stop lying to yourselves. You have nine to ten serviceable tight ends every single week. After that, it's a crapshoot. The one I'll throw out there will be Jared Cook mm-hmm. with the Los Angeles Chargers. Yeah, you have Mike Williams, you have Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler out there. But I mean, he caught three catches uh, for twenty uh, for twenty eight yards on his five targets. We've already seen him get in mm-hmm. the end zone. Also, he's going to get that red zone usage, kind of like what we saw him do with the uh, New Orleans Saints in his career there. Herbert looks like sometimes where he can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he's going to get in the red zone like they do so often anymore, especially in this offense mm-hmm. with uh, Joe Lombardi working in there, he mm-hmm. knows Jared Cook because they literally were oh, together yeah. in the same team. He knows how to scheme him open. So it's one of those, like, I would take a look at Jared Cook potentially, but like like I said, it's if you don't have a starting mm-hmm. tight end, it's brutal out there. Because I mean, like Cole Komet and um, Adam Troutman, yeah. Like guys that we thought were going to be potential breakouts, they're struggling right now. Like last week made no sense for Cole Komet. Adam mm-hmm. Troutman puts up a little donut in the target yeah. category, uh, so it's it's so hard to trust tight ends right now. So I, I would throw mm-hmm. out Jared Cook, but like I said, mm-hmm. I don't feel confident. Yeah, I'll throw out one name briefly, and we'll close out the uh, the episode on uh, defense. Uh, I would say Max Williams. I know the Cardinals rarely feature their tight end, but you know, you look at the Jaguars. I know they allowed a, a lot of catches to, to Pharaoh Brown in Week One. You know, gave yep. up a touchdown to Noah Fan in Week Two. So if you're really, really in dire need, you may consider him for this week. So I'll go back to you, Tommy. Then I'll throw out a recommendation for defense. Who do you like this week? Uh, for me this week, I we kind of already touched on it. Target that Thursday night game. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, oh, the yeah. Panthers right now are number eight in points against quarterbacks. They're number two against the running back, six against the wide receivers, and number seven against tight ends. They're mm-hmm. fifth in the NFL in interceptions. They're first in sacks and first in points allowed, having only given up 21 points uh, yeah. in their two games so far. Like I said, you're getting Davis Mills not only – the rookie, but you're getting him mm-hmm. in his very first career start on short notice. The team is already dealing with injuries to Nico Collins. Yeah. Um, you have Danny Amendola, who's also banged up. You've got a 31-year-old Mark Ingram in the backfield who's trying to lead this team in, in, uh, in carries. I expect the Carolina Panthers to have this ball a lot, and when they don't, they're going to be getting turnovers from their defense. So for me, I think it's all in on the Carolina Panthers for your stream of the week. Yeah, no, well said. Totally agree with that. There was someone that I had on my list. I'd say another defensive available is the Arizona Cardinals. The yep. pass rush is not to be trifled with, and they have a matchup this week against rookie Trevor Lawrence and a you know suspect Jaguars offensive line. So if the Arizona's out there, you know, grab them. I think there's a lot of value there, and you'll be very happy with the results. You know, if you stream them this week. So, uh, no, again, two really good names, and I'm sure we'll be writing about both of those defenses quite a bit at you know all the content that we have over at uh, Pro Football Network. But uh, no, really good stuff, Tommy. We're able to provide uh, everyone with some really good recommendations. So that'll do it. You know, for this episode of In the Mood for Fantasy Football. Now, please remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes and, of course, subscribe. For Tommy Garrett, I'm Eric Moody. Thanks for listening. And, and again, check out all the phenomenal fantasy football content over at Pro Football Network.